This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. My guest today on the podcast is Kevin Levy, Vice President of Marketing for Oryx. And today we're talking about call recording compliance, which I've got to say is quite a murky topic, right, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different types of regulations, a lot of different types of call recording retention periods by country, by state. So yeah, there's just a lot to it. It's Yeah, it's certainly not black and white. It's it's kind of gray. And so I understand that Oryx recently conducted a survey uh, basically asking what were some of the the top concerns of call centers or contact centers, what's basically keeping them up at night. So uh, tell me about that that survey, what some of those results were. Okay, we spoke to some of our customers, some prospects, our partners. We did a social media poll and we asked what are the regulations, uh, what call center regulations are most concerning to you and your business? And we came up with, number one is GDPR. Number two are the call monitoring or call recording consent by states in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Then PCI, then the Do Not Call Registry, then HIPAA, then TCPA, you know, Telemarketing Communications Protection Act, et cetera. Uh, And then it kind of tails off into like fair debt collections. That's more from a collections agency uh, industry, et cetera. Um, And then some of the more esoteric ones like, Sarbanes-Oxley, Graham Leach, et cetera, Dodd-Frank. But yeah, the, the the big ones are kind of the ones that everybody's dealing with. GDPR, state regulations, PCI, do not call registry, and HIPAA. So let's uh, kind of dive first into some of those. So I guess uh, we'll narrow in on contact or call centers here in the United States. Uh, can you give a and that's the thing, though, is that it does vary by state. So is there a general guideline that all call centers, regardless of state, uh, must follow in terms of this type of call recording and privacy compliance? The best default would be to make sure you get consent from whoever's on the call with, and this only applies to businesses. If you're having a call with a friend, it doesn't matter. Um, but if you're talking to a customer, a prospect, a partner, you know, in a business relationship, and you choose to record, um, make sure you're getting every person that's on the call's consent. So if various states in the United States have different consent laws, mm-hmm. so some require one-party consent, some require two-party consent, and, and so forth. And so consent is a, a formal acknowledgement, not just a you're being recorded and and more of a an assumption that we've informed them so they've offered consent. Is that right? Yeah, it, it needs to be. You know, I'm planning on recording this call. Is that okay? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and so you mentioned some of the state regulations are different. Like, for example, uh, I'm coming to you from Texas today, and I believe that is a, at least one side must consent. It's, right. I'm curious though, like, why does it seem like the, uh, the regulations are so varied by state when this is being addressed as, as a a national issue, I mean, in terms of the EU with their GDPR uh, and, and the U.S. starting to follow suit. I, I guess I'm I'm even marking, asking my question, like, it's, it's just confusing stuff. It's very confusing stuff. You would think it would be at a national level, certainly. 
the fact that it's at a state level and the gov- that federal government gives the states that power. I mean, it's great that states have their own power, but it mm-hmm. just makes for a very confusing set of rules. If you're a contact center and, you know, contact centers typically agents garner a list of people to call, uh, either existing customers or prospects. And a lot of times they're just looking at the number and calling or even the dialer itself. The automated dialer is making the calls. They don't even know what the uh, area code is. Half the time, they don't even know what state they're calling. For them to have to navigate these these murky waters, as you say, is very difficult. And I don't quite understand it myself. Right. Uh, and that's regarding, so if the call center is in a particular state, and that's outbound too. So if they are calling a, a person in another state that has a more restrictive uh, regulation, they must follow those types of regulations, right? Exactly. Yes. And so... Uh, Let's talk about some of the solutions. So call centers obviously record for quality assurance, uh, for analytics, for training purposes. Uh, So there's lots of of reasons why call centers record all of their their data. But what are, I guess, the options then for call centers that that when they're looking for this type of solution? Many call centers record a fraction of calls, a sampling of calls uh, to assess agent performance. So an agent takes 100 calls a week or 100 calls a day, autom- they randomly record three of them. And then they can review those with the agent and say, you know, here's an example of a call. Let's talk about what you did right, what you did wrong. But from a compliance standpoint, organizations need what's called total or 100% recording, which records every interaction every single interaction that an organization has. And with that call, that total call recording solution, many time comes various capabilities that help, uh, help you, your organiz- the organization adhere to compliance regulations. So for example, PCI, um, the payment card industry data security standard imposed by five of the largest credit card companies in the world. And they want to ensure that a call recording never contains the credit card number or the PIN number of a customer. So when you call your bank or you call, you know, your whatever company, your, your cable company, and they ask for your credit card information, call recording solution needs to be able to pause when that verbal exchange of that information is being given or uh, automatically masking that part of the call um, and just kind of like fuzzing it out, if you will. Uh, during the recording. So that way recordings don't contain that sensitive information. That's that's kind of the crux of PCI. And HIPAA is kind of the same thing, but not with credit card information, more with um, health information. Does that vary then? I mean, by the, um, by the type of a provider? Because what is the extent of health information under HIPAA? It seems like it could be quite a quite a range from you know when you're talking to the nurse versus uh, when you're setting an appointment with you know the front reception. There are obviously various aspects to what is considered you know, health information, but more so than anything, it's really basically identifying the individual, right? The name of the person, uh, their social security number, their birthday, that kind of stuff can't be recorded. And then there's also, in addition to you know, at the time of the audio capture, if you will, you know, restricting whether or not it makes its way into the call recording. There's also abilities that call recording solutions have to restrict who can access recordings mm-hmm. um, based on, you know, what kinds of rules you can restrict 
certain users. It can be based on, you know, maybe their job position, their title, their, uh, you know, the time of day, the, the, the rate, you know, the, the certain group they've been assigned to. So you can, you can restrict access to recordings based on that kind of a level, as well as also from a standpoint of complying with regulations for re- retention periods. Financial industry, for example, they need to retain customer interaction audio recordings for five to seven years. So you need a call recording solution also that can give you that flexibility of when a, how long a a certain call should be retained. And then once it's no longer needed, purged. So it doesn't kind of clog up your your network, if you will. So those are just some of the kinds of capabilities that you need in recording solution to to comply. So Kevin, you mentioned um, some of the issues that call centers or contact centers have uh, with the GDPR, um, some of the regulations by state, uh, PCI compliance, and, and HIPAA and do not call. All of those are are issues that, you know, depending on what industry you're in, that seems kind of like a monumental task. I wonder if you could share any examples or any case studies or anecdotes of companies that have, have come to Oryx uh, with a particular problem with their call recording uh, their solution, maybe they were starting from scratch, or uh, they they were having difficulty in some of the nuances of you know fuzzing out some of those numbers or are being able to keep the the records locked down. I guess what are what are those challenges that you've seen from clients? I, I think one of the the best examples I can give was from a law office that they were having problems capturing everything that was said on a call with a payee. So it was a law office, but they were doing collections calls. And so they they had to rely on handwritten notes from the agents when they were on a phone with a person who owed money. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times in, in these scenarios, the agent will say, you know, later on, this person promised to pay. And then the person, when they call them back, will say, I never promised to pay. And so those he said, she said disputes can be a problem. So this law office decided to use Oryx to record their calls. And that way they had an actual documentation of every single word the customer said. And in a he said, she said dispute, they could go back and replay the call instead of having to rely on handwritten notes. Do you find that a lot of um, a lot of similar companies, maybe in call collections or others, are relying on handwritten notes instead of going to a call recording solution? It seems that these days medium to large organizations, like let's say the Fortune 20,000, they pretty much all have call recording at this point. When you start talking about smaller organizations that maybe have 10 to 20 people you know, taking calls or, or making calls, a lot of times they don't. They rely on some very limited call recording capabilities built into the phone system they're using. And a lot of times it's very limited in its scope. Those are the people that need something a little more enhanced, like, like an Oryx software. That's a valid point that some people may feel, well, you know, I've I've got a pretty good phone system that has a call recording, uh, you know, mechanism kind of built into it. And we've got, you know, some limited storage uh, for those recordings. Uh, What would you say is the hidden fallacy of of relying on just your phone's kind of built-in recording capabilities uh, to handle these types of privacy uh, regulations? Well, a couple things. One, a lot of times the audio quality isn't the best, so you can't really hear everything that's said. Another is if they do record, they record in what's called mono, 
So they record the customer and the agent on the same channel. And when there's overtalk, you can't hear who said what. Um, so if a customer says something really important, like I cancel my account or I, I, I will pay or I won't pay, and the agent's speaking at the same time, you can't capture that. We have what's called stereo recording where we capture each participant on the call on a separate channel. And you can isolate that upon playback. So that's an example. Um, another is the ability to record every call, like I said, versus just a sampling of calls. Some of these limited capability uh, recording solutions in a telecom system, for example, can only record a sampling. Other things are reports, the ability to, again, pause and, and resume for PCI and HIPAA compliance. Then also upon playback, let's say you're a big company that has 10,000 calls a week and you want to find that one call for a specific reason, either for litigation yeah. or to settle a dispute, and you need to go searching through those recordings. If you don't have multi-level search criteria, mm. which agent, which time of day, which customer, length of call, et cetera, then it becomes very, very, very difficult to locate a call. So that's another you know, advanced capability. Yeah. It can literally be a, a needle in a haystack. Absolutely. So uh, we mentioned uh, the U.S. Uh, call centers, but uh, you know we also mentioned international. And so these data privacy laws, like the GDPR, they are influencing the U.S. in a big way. So talking about the California Consumer Privacy Act, uh, what can you tell me about that? Uh, how it's kind of taking a cue from the EU with this more robust. Uh, data privacy law and regulation. Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, the EU, you know, the, the member states of the EU and the UK <clears throat> came out with the GDPR, that's the General Data Protection Regulation, and then also for the financial industry, the MIFID2, that's another regulation also based on, around data privacy. And it's interesting that when those were passed um, recently, businesses in the United States were starting to think, wow, that's just you know, the beachhead, and we're going to start to see some of that fallout. And we're going to wind up having similar regulations. And California being one of the biggest, one of the states that, that is the most aggressive on laws, let's put it mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. I actually live in California myself. They took upon themselves to kind of mimic the GDPR. And they came up with the California Consumer Protection Act. And it is very similar in its ability to restrict what can and cannot be recorded, how long those recordings should be kept, what data can be contained on a call recording, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's all based on the, the need to protect the customer. It's not really to protect the business. It's really to protect the customer. And it's restricting personal information being contained in call recordings. Yeah, it's just interesting that that's the first we've seen in this country. And it's probably not going to be the last. I can, only, I can almost assume that in the very near future, we're going to see other regulations follow suit. So restricting uh, personal information, to what extent is that? I mean, all personally identifying information, including just first and last name? Yeah, I don't know specifically with regard to the California Consumer Protection Act. It's very new, and we haven't really yeah, delved yeah. much into it. But I do know that it, it, it's, it's things like, um, so keep in mind, it's not really from a financial perspective. It's more from consumers uh, speaking with you know, a business. So it's mm -hmm. their credit card number, their PIN number, their social security number, uh, their address. So it's that kind of personal identifiable information Got it, yeah. that can be used for, you know, erroneous purposes by either a rogue agent or it accidentally slips in the wrong hands. Right. Absolutely. 
well, you really can't be too careful nowadays. And it's uh, it's good to hear that there there's a lot of thought and there's a lot of technology and able to support the uh, the various protections that are that are possible with uh, our call recordings and that uh, data centers have all of these powerful tools at their disposal to be able to to make this compliance very easy for them uh, and uh, you know and at least from a consumer standpoint feel more proactive that that they are uh, taking those steps to make sure that they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's because you want that when you're dealing with a company that's got your most precious information in there. So Yeah, absolutely. And to be proactive from a standpoint of our listeners here, it might make sense for them to go to our website, O-R-E-C-X, oryx.com. And then under resources, they can go to either our infographics or our eBooks. And we have several pieces of collateral that it's just 100% informational. It's not promotional material on call recording laws. So we have one that is, I think it's an ebook about all like 10 or 15 different countries around the world and what their specific call recording regulations are. Uh, we also have information about the different states in the United States and which ones are one, one person consent and one, which are two party consent, et cetera. So that, those are good resources for people to, to look at. Fantastic stuff. Well, thank you for, for mentioning those resources and uh, I appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk.